Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Right Wing Vegan Podcast. I am Scott, and uh, we're going to navigate the some of the news over the weekend. We're going to just, you know, decompress a little bit on this show today, I think. And maybe we'll take things in a different direction, uh, just because the news, the news over the weekend and the news from the end of last week is just so awful, tragic, and ridiculous. It's um, it definitely stirs a lot of emotions um, in me and in many Americans. And last week I recorded an episode. I don't remember what day it was. Thursday or Friday, towards the end of the week, and I was going to release it, and then everything started to break in Afghanistan in terms of the, the service members, the 13 service members, 13 Marines service members who were killed um, in attacks. And uh, when that news broke, I basically just decided, you know what, we're complaining about a lot of things in this show. Uh, these things just don't don't matter. Um, the, the loss of life matters very much. These were young Americans in most cases, super young Americans whose lives were cut short. And in all honesty, I mean, I, I, you know, look, I want to blame, I don't want to get too much into it. Okay. Because I, I will get too fired up or too emotional. Now, I don't think you guys want that. I don't think you want another show of me screaming into the microphone, but I got to tell you, I sure could have. I mean, when this when this happened, I was very upset. I think a lot of people were. I mean, that's the obvious reaction, right? To be incredibly upset when Americans lose their lives. Heroes, and that term is well overused in today's world, but these were legitimate heroes who were warned that the job they were doing would be incredibly dangerous and they chose to do it anyway to save lives and I think that that shows you that the 13 people that we lost were 13 of the best people that we had people who are willing to lay their own life down to save others not friends not family but strangers that's 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 that says a lot it really does. And the fact that we lost 13 of these these folks is just disgusting. It's a, it's a very sad day for the country. And, you know, I don't know. It, it definitely, there's a lot of political conversation that can happen around this. And it is kind of one of those sensitive things, right? Like, no political conversation outweighs the loss right the loss is is still the loss it's always going to be the loss it's always going to be tragic one of the fathers of one of the servicemen who was killed was on tucker carlson last week towards the end of the week i think it was actually friday this was an incredibly heartbreaking episode uh, of tucker carlson tonight tucker started to lose it i mean there's no way that you can't when you're listening to this father talk about how he got the news that his son was killed um doing his job and there's nothing I can say, there's nothing anybody can say that's going to take that loss and justify it or explain it away, you know, but, but we can, we can, and we have to, we really do. Look, I don't like using death 
to bring up political conversations because I think the left does that and I think it's disgusting. Okay. Oftentimes the left will use deaths to push gun control legislation. And I think that's gross. And I've lost friends on my stance on that. But if you guys remember, and I don't, I don't remember the exact location or any of that, okay? I don't have any of the details pulled up, and I'm not going to speak out of turn. But there was a shooting in a gay nightclub. Or maybe it wasn't a gay. I don't know. There was a nightclub shooting, and, you know, people were very sensitive about it. A lot of people wanted to, to talk about weapons again. And I just was disgusted that we're using death to push an agenda. I can't, I can't stand when, when people do that. So I, I will say this. What I am about to say is how I feel. The deaths amplify that feeling. That's 100% true because now there are victims. I mean, there were victims anyways. But now we can see the victims' faces on our television and they're American and citizens. There are, they're, they're, they're us. And uh, this whole thing is just... I, I can't believe we've botched this as bad as we did. Look, I know Biden sucks. And I've known Biden has sucked for a very long time. I don't know why people forgot that Biden sucked. He sucked as a senator. He sucked as a vice president. I don't know why people forgot that. He's a crony. He's a racist. I don't know why people forgot that, but they did. Biden is deeply entrenched into the military industrial complex. Okay. You can't be a politician for 40 years and not be deeply entrenched in some way, shape or form in the military industrial complex. So, the moves and decisions that Biden makes here, you always have to look at what, why, especially when decisions are so asinine that even common sense would tell you it's the wrong thing to do. Now look, Biden's an idiot, and the people that he surrounds himself with have proven to be idiots too, but there's a level to that, okay? There's a level of I'm an idiot versus I have no functioning brain whatsoever. And in order to make the mistake that Biden made, you have to have no faculties available to you. I say Biden. Biden is an extension of his people. The people that Biden has put into charge, the people who would go to Biden and ask for approval or the ultimate decision. Biden is the commander in chief of the armed forces of this country. The buck stops with him. Okay, and we'll get to the Trump blaming in a minute. The buck stops with him. Biden makes the call. They pull out of the airport in the middle of the night. They don't alert anybody. The Afghans are caught completely off guard. They're poorly trained anyways. That is not the fault of the United States military. It is ineptitude. And they're overrun. Now, Biden did this without pulling the United States citizens out of the country first, which is common sense. Get the people out first, and then get the military out. Now, the Biden administration is saying... They've been warning people this was going to happen. People needed to leave and they chose not to. And now they're, they're suffering the consequences of those choices. And I don't know. I don't know. You can believe what you want there. But at the end of the day, people are dying. There's a hard deadline that Biden is adhering to, which is August 31st. And then who knows what's going to happen? Because Afghanistan is going to go dark. For some reason, the way the government speaks, it seems like we are trusting the Taliban, who overran the Afghan government, has been our enemy for years. I have no idea why the greatest military in the world is asking the Taliban for permission to do anything. 
I'm going to sound like a little warmonger when I say this, but I would not ask the Taliban for permission. That makes us look incredibly weak. And if I'm China and Russia and I'm seeing that, I'm talking about invading. If I'm China, I'm talking about invading Taiwan tomorrow. Why wouldn't they? The United States ain't going to do anything about it. They can't. They're weak. That's if I were an enemy of the United States and I saw the way that we were responding to this issue in Afghanistan, that's exactly what I, how I would respond. Now, obviously, there were attacks outside of the airport because the airport was not secure. Okay, Now, we had an airport base that was secure, but we abandoned it and we allowed it to be taken over. So now all of these people are scrambling to try and get out of the country. And of course, the area around where these people are congregating, where they're leaving, is not safe. Now you have ISIS bombing, and we've lost American lives because of this. All of this could have been managed way, way, way better. And I think that's the takeaway. This is an incredible mismanagement by the Biden administration. Now, of course, the Biden administration is blaming Trump. They're saying, well, we inherited this plan. But that is not true. That is absolutely 100% not true. Okay, the Trump plan was to pull out by the end of May. Biden ignored that date, delayed it until now, and then didn't follow the plan at all and just made up his own thing. So the blaming of Trump is asinine and ridiculous and doesn't even hold, it doesn't carry any water. You can't blame the previous administration for everything that happens during your administration, but that is what Biden continues to do. Okay? But that's, it, the buck stops with you. You, you applied for the job. You knew what you were getting into. And Biden can't say, well, I had no idea. He's been a politician longer than I've been alive. So he can't say, I have no idea what this job entails. No, you applied for the job. You knew what it entailed and you took the job. Now the buck stops with you. You've had seven months now. Trump hasn't been president. You've had seven months. Okay. And you make these decisions. And then you want to blame the previous administration for everything. But it doesn't work that way. You can't do that. That would be like me taking a job at, in an IT shop. And then seven months later, something fails that I put into place. And I say, well, you know, the previous guy, he he didn't do a good job. So what was I supposed to do? I found these notes in his desk. He had a plan and I followed it. It was his plan. What was I supposed to do? It does make you pull back and ask the question of when does the tribalism like break? You know, because we are so tribal and when does it break? When do these leftists that have been jumping him to defend Biden over every single thing and they still want to talk about Trump as if Trump is still the man in office? When does that break? When do they break away from this tribalistic approach to everything and they start utilizing a little bit of common sense before passing judgment? When is that? Again, it's it's very challenging, okay? Because I personally think that many people in the Biden administration should be forced out at this point. I really do. I don't think that, that you can fail this badly and keep your job. I don't think you can fail this badly and you should keep your job. We've lost American lives. That hangs on Biden. That hangs on Biden voters. Now, I know that is a drastic thing to say, but listen to me. You had 40 years of previous material to look over with this guy. 
you still made the decision to vote for him all because you didn't like Trump. There was no, there was nothing about Biden that anybody could tell you that they liked. What they would tell you is they didn't like Trump. So every vote that Biden got was really a vote that, that against Trump. But now a lot of those people are coming out and thank God realizing the mistake that they made. Now they should have made that. Now they should have realized that a long time ago. They should have realized that right from the beginning. Because again, you had 40 years of material that you could have looked at to see what Biden was all about. You chose to ignore it. Many of you lived through it. And of course, the mainstream media is complicit in all of this. They're going to run cover for Biden. Look, they're attacking him now. And they're being a little harder on him now, which should make you wonder, by the way. It should make you ask the question, why? Because they've covered for Biden for everything else. Why all of a sudden is the media taking a little bit of that cover away from Biden? You should ask yourself that question. Because it is strange. It is very, very strange. And in a way, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The border crisis is an absolute disaster, and the media has rammed cover for Biden with that for years. People have died because of that. People are dying because they're thinklessly taking the COVID vaccine without discussing with their, their physician. And, and vice versa. People are needlessly dying because they are skipping the COVID vaccine when they should have talked to their physician. They're making these decisions because of tribalism and because of things they see in the media or because they want to rally against the media and who could blame them. This is not me saying you should or shouldn't take the vaccine. I, I tend to agree with the philosophy that you should make that decision yourself and you should talk to the doctor and you should not let any media influence you one way or the other in your decision. Gather your own evidence. Make sure you check bears. Ask the right questions. I'm not sure if this episode will post to YouTube, but maybe that could get me in trouble. But I don't think it's ridiculous to say, make a logical decision for you. You know, if you're 500 pounds, maybe you should get, and again, talk to your doctor. But, you know, you have comorbidities. You should look into the rates of survival for individuals in your position with the COVID virus. I just think we turn to the television a lot or we get into these tribal mindsets of, well, I'm not taking the vaccine because, you know, because the, the left wants me to. And I just I don't like the left. That's not a, a good. You should not use that to gauge decisions that are going to impact your health. And I'm not saying you are. And I'm going to go the other way with it. You, you shouldn't. You know, decide to take the vaccine because Fauci tells you to. You should do your research and talk to your doctor, your doctor who knows your medical history. Now, I want to talk a little bit about something, too, because this is very strange, very strange. OK, and and again, don't know if this will post to uh, to YouTube, but it's worth mentioning. OK. There was an article that was that was reported on by Cassandra Fairbanks. And there was a Moderna vaccine shipment 
that it crashed. Okay, the truck that was carrying uh, vials of the vaccine crashed, flipped over, crashed. I, I think it flipped. Um, the response to this has been uh, alarming to say the least. And, and I want to get into this simply because I want to show the public. There are people in, in the public who do not understand the hesitancy. Okay. Outside of medical reasons, right? If you have allergies, I'm allergic. I've, I've been pretty open about this. Okay. I have allergies that will not allow me to take the vaccine. Okay. I, I looked into it. Because I'm not blindly going to make a choice, right? I looked into this and discovered that I have an allergy that prevents me from taking it, okay? But when things like what I'm about to talk to you about happen, that's when I think people people are hesitant for other reasons. And I want you to understand, if you are a person, I don't know why you'd be listening to this show, because you probably hate me. You probably hate my opinions. But if you are a person who is incredibly pro-vaccine and you want everybody you know to take it to stop questioning it and just take it and you don't quite understand why people who don't have medical issues or religious exemptions or things of that nature why they wouldn't want to take it all right that's enough building up of this story i think let's 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 listen or let's talk about it so so there were the you know basically a crash happened the semi-truck was carrying vials of moderna vaccine okay Um, after the crash, hazmat cleaning crews appeared on the scene to, to clean up the spill. And it took them about 20, Cassandra Fairbanks is reporting this. It took about 21 hours to clear the road. Um, I guess the truck went through a concrete barrier. Hopefully the driver is alive. Hopefully. Um, but here, here's what's interesting. First of all, the deployment of hazmat units. Now, look, I don't think that's that weird. Okay. I know a lot of people are going to be like, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hazmat people? Why do you need hazmat people to clean up the vaccine? It's a medicine. Okay. I'm going to assume that there are standards and practices for this type of stuff. Any type of medicine or contaminant. I mean, again, people are allergic to this stuff. I'm assuming that this is a just standard protocol. Okay. The driver was trapped inside the vehicle. He had to be extricated. Um, he was treated for minor wounds. So that's good. The driver's alive. That's 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 good news. But a lot of people are finding the hazmat team to be strange. Now, what I just said is there's probably standards and practices for this stuff. But when you get to what what are the people saying? This is where it gets weird. The hazmat team is said to have been brought in to clear oil and antifreeze. Now, stop. We have accidents all the time here. I live in Ohio. We have accidents all the time in Ohio, and they do not deploy hazmat units to scenes of crashes to to clear up oil and antifreeze. So now the story is starting not to add up. What I just said about hazmat units, it being standard protocol and practices, that is not what the officials are saying. That doesn't, their story now instantly doesn't add up because anybody who's ever been in an auto accident knows that hazmat units are not deployed to the scene. Okay. Um, they did recover the vaccine. So Tim cast Cassandra Fairbanks or somebody who represents Tim cast Tim pools unit. 
reached out to uh, the West Virginia Center for Threat Preparedness. And they spoke to somebody, the incident commander for COVID. Uh, They asked about the vaccines and they're not divulging any information to the press. Okay. All offices are refusing to comment on the crash, which is super suspect and weird. The sheriff's office has declined to answer any questions. um, And they just are directing people to an old blanket statement. Okay. No one is fielding questions of this. So they're being very super secretive about this. And the hazmat team, the reason they're saying the hazmat team was deployed doesn't add up. So none of this adds up and it's very strange. Okay. Very strange. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. They also, in an even weirder situation, shut down airspace around the crash. What? As basically to stop people from from flying over to see what happened. What? What? Why? That doesn't make any sense. We're talking about a vaccine that millions of Americans are putting into their body. I don't feel like this reaction is appropriate for something of this nature. And then they're outright lying, saying that the hazmat team was deployed because of oil and antifreeze. And now you have this. This is very suspect. So when you wonder why people are so iffy about the vaccine and things of that nature, you just need to look to stories like this, where the government, the officials, the people in charge are acting very strange. And anybody could read this article. You should on TimCast.com. They can read this article and they can think, that's a little strange. That's a little odd. That that doesn't really add up to the normal response that I would expect in a situation similar to what I'm reading about here. So when I read stuff like this, I, I think to myself, what the hell is really going on? And I think that's what normal people are going to think. They're going to read that. They're going to see this. And they're going to think, what the hell does this mean? Or people who live in that area are going to see the reaction that the government is having. And they're going to think a UFO crashed. Because the response that is is happening right now is what you would be more likely to expect if a UFO touched down on the country. It's just very odd. And there's been time and time again where we've seen very odd behavior when it comes to these types of things. Speech being censored, people not being able to ask questions. It's just all very, very odd. And I will leave you with that. I want to thank you all for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, uh, do all of the things. I'm going to post a video on YouTube this week. A little bit of a surprise video. It's going to be a review of the SIG P365XL. I'm going to try to get that up this week. It's a gun that I carry. That's my everyday carry gun. I've shot it hundreds of times now. I feel confident that I could provide a review. My thoughts on the gun, how it how it services as an everyday carry option, how it shoots, and uh, just, just what I think of it overall. So that's what I'm going to do, a little video of that. Um... And uh, we'll go from there. But anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening. 
to the show. I really do appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great Monday and a great start to your week. We might be here tomorrow. We might not. No promises. It really just depends on the day and how things are looking um, and what happens, honestly, in the news uh, over the next 24 hours. But thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next time.